This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In hour number one, we talked about the Billy Walters book that's coming out, the excerpts that were released this week about Phil Mickelson. And Ken, I know you had a couple more things you wanted to say about this topic with Walters and Mickelson. I think specifically on Billy Walters. Just, uh... You know, you can, this guy was like a, uh, like a golf hustler and he got put in prison for insider trading. I'm sure there are a lot of things about him that other people are like, eh, like, is this a role model? Um, But he was also like the most successful person at the thing that we're both really interested in. And the one thing that he did, which other people do too, but again, I think this just emphasizes like, okay, like how did he make his money? Like, how did he do that? He like identified an edge that no one else saw or that you know, like very few other people saw and exploited it like to the maximum that it could be exploited, right? So the two examples we told in the first hour were like the crazy imbalanced roulette wheel story. Um, You know, like obviously like everybody had the opportunity to try to figure out that the wheel was rigged. He rigged, he actually like figured it out and then was able to exploit that for a lot of money. Uh, Sports betting was able to exploit the use of computers when nobody else was using computers. So like, it's not, yeah, I think the question, I think it's like a lot of times sports betting content is, well, like the, I, this quarterback's better than this quarterback or like on the field, they run cover two and all this. It's like, okay, well, maybe, <laughs> so maybe like the exploit isn't something about like sports. Maybe it's not like how much you know about sports or how much you know about from watching games. And maybe it's, you know, like something, an edge that you can find that people haven't found yet, right? Or something that you can discover a little bit earlier than everybody else. So when we had Whale on last week, we were talking about this with like things within sports, right? Uh, Major League Baseball goes to a new ball and you like figure out that that's going to have an impact before a lot of other people, maybe not before everybody, but before a lot of people. In the NCAA tournament last year, they started using a new basketball for the NCAA tournament. They had used it in a couple other conference tournaments, but kind of like nobody really knew about it. It had only been introduced a little bit and unders went like 90% in the first round of the NCAA tournament, right? So it's like, you're kind of always out there looking for these things. And then once everybody knows that they're a thing, they're going to go away because they're going to start being like factored into the market and the number that you're bidding into Uh, the COVID NFL season, right? Scoring goes way up because nobody's calling holding or passing it for offensive pass interference or whatever, or false start penalties for five weeks. And the scoring's like in the fifties in the NFL, Um, trying to figure out what the NBA, they change the rules all the time with like guarding and, you know, restricted area and like how often they call fouls and all this stuff. And if you can try to like get ahead of this stuff before everyone figures out that it's a thing, then maybe you can gain an advantage. So like, again, like what are the next things going to be after like, like computers kind of a big deal, probably not going to be another computers, but like, we don't know. Like we have no idea. Like in the seventies, if you would try to explain computers to somebody, they would have been like, what, like, what is it going to do? And, uh, you know, nowadays people would probably say like, you know, being able to like code and use, you know, chat GPT, maybe that's like the next thing to like solve sports again, like, eh, maybe, maybe not. But um, I'm just, I'm always really curious, like what the next things are going to be. And, uh, and this is someone who was really, really good at identifying some of those things and exploiting them, uh, things that other people hadn't thought of. And, uh, and that's something that we can aspire to at least as betters, which is cool. Can I give like a 
it's probably like a pretty like low level kind of example of what you're talking about here. And I think like I think like I mean, if it, if it worked, it doesn't have to be low to level. This. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's, it's just like a way of thinking because I think like you're so right with what you're saying. Where I think a lot of people that bet on sports, and I'm going to use NFL props as an example here, where it's okay. Like I watch a lot of games, and maybe like I I I know enough to the level that I like like this matchup wide receiver on cornerback. You know, the slot cornerbacks hurt. So I think like the slot receiver for this team is going to have like a big game because of that. Right. And maybe that happens. Maybe you bet it. Maybe the guy goes over and like, maybe you win your bet. Like it's certainly possible that that can be the case, but it's almost like let's, I'm going to create an example, right? Stefan Diggs, let's say the first two games of the season has bad games. And he's, let's say he's lined in like the low eighties. Right. And he has two bad games in terms of like his production, 20 yards, 30 yards, but like, underlying metrics, let's say he's targeted 12 times and he's a million air yards. Right. So maybe he's gotten a little unlucky. Where if in week three, like Diggs's yardage prop has come down like five to seven yards, let's say, as a result of what we've seen, where you can say like, okay, it's less now that I think Diggs is going to dominate because I watch the games and I just think he's awesome and I think he's going to have a huge game this week. And more like, well, actually, like, I feel like this number might actually be like incorrect. Like, I feel like there should have been no adjustment because he's probably just gotten unlucky. And maybe, maybe he has another bad game, but I think it's something you'd be willing to bet into. Um so I think that's kind of like how I'm trying to modify my thinking a little bit, Ken, even when it comes to like betting on props, which I think is probably like the lowest of low hanging fruit. And I mean that not in a bad way, but something that I think all of us think about. We all play fantasy football. We all watch the NFL and bet on the NFL. It's kind of how I'm kind of trying to like ground my thinking, betting on props coming into the season. Less like, here's my opinion. Here's what I think is going to happen. And more like, okay, I actually think that this number might be a little off. Here's why. And I'll register that opinion in the betting market, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think the, you know, I, like I obviously I don't bet NFL props a lot, but the, the place that will overlap for sure that will have common ground is like how important the price is and whatever thing you're betting on, right? Like you're, you know, you can bet digs to go over all the time, but like is the price moving on him? Like there's a golf tournament going on right now in Memphis and Lucas Glover is winning the tournament and you can make like a really good argument for a really identifiable reason that the market has been slow to adjust how good kind of like Lucas Glover is and that betters maybe haven't like flocked to bet him as much as they should because for like 18 years of his career, he never did this. <laughs> and then he switched his putter like seven weeks ago and he's transformed into one of the best 10 players on tour for this short period of time. And he even wins last week. And he's still, now he's in a much bigger field with a much tougher golfers or whatever. And, uh, and the price still was resistant on him. So like, yeah, if he wins and Lucas Glover goes to one of the favorites, then that would probably be a bad idea to bet on Lucas Glover. The return on that would not be very good. But when you see him win and play really well and the price is resistant to move, then that would be an example where like, it's almost like the price, like you don't even care what the name is or like what the sport is or whatever, like the betting, the market, like you look at that first almost to find the bets as opposed to knowing anything about like everything else. So like in college football win totals, the last example I'll give, um, one of my general rules or philosophies, not really a rule because I can break it if I want to, but my general philosophy is to play a lot of different, like a giant group of teams, power five teams that aren't elite, play them back to the middle of like six or seven wins, right? We did this on Lochmas a little bit. So if a team is eight, eight and a half, nine, but they're not generally in that range or they're not Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, whatever, generally probably pretty interested in playing unders on them. Uh, if a team's like five, five and a half, but they're typically not that low and they're a power conference team, they want to make a bowl, whatever you play them up back toward the middle. And so when I start this process every year, I literally, like, I don't read a college football article. I don't watch a game. I don't watch a, a condensed video. I don't read about recruiting rankings or anything. I literally go to the win totals 
and I make a list of all the eight, eight and a halfs and nines and all the fives and five and a halfs. And it, those could be any teams. It doesn't matter what the teams are, but whoever's in there, I'm like, okay, I need to at least consider that this is happening. This phenomenon is happening with this team this year. So it almost had, the, it could be any team, you know, it could be like, just, it depends on what the price is. Um, and there are certain teams that have fallen into those buckets this year. So it's like, you know, if I like the under on Florida state, it's not like Ken hates Florida state. Now they're just like, this is how, this is what the price is. So I don't hate Florida State. Like I don't, I don't have any opinion on them at all, other than that. Like I think this price on them is, um, is too high, and so I would like to bet under on it. So yeah, just I, in terms of your prop example, I guess just the overlap would be that the price is really important. Like whatever opinion you have, the price is is going to be more important almost than the opinion in a way. Like, and maybe the price should guide how you find your bets as opposed to what your opinions are. And like I, I have always said this: if you put me in a room with like ninety nine other sports fans, like. I probably know the most. I'm not even like patting myself on the back. I think mean, you listen to the show long enough. You know how much I know about sports. Yeah, we're going to do immaculate like, grid at the end of the show. And yeah. that will be proven <laughs> for the NFL. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I know more about sports than almost everybody. Yeah. Also like, like if I bet based on my opinion, I lose. That's just how it goes. And I, and I know more than almost anybody. Um, I'm not saying that watching the games is not fun. I watch like every game. I absolutely love it. I, Good to know. Yeah, and see I, somebody, see somebody get hurt. See something like in a maybe you think that you change your opinion on a coach. You think he's a moron now. That matters because you probably want a good coach if you're going to win a lot of games. It matters to watch the games. This is not to say those things don't matter. But like most people, it's get hundred percent games, zero percent price. And I think you're kind of trying to say it's more like fifty fifty. Yeah, like so, like still watch the games. Like I will always watch the games. I love watching right. the games. It's one of my favorite things. But like when I was a little kid, I love watching the games. I'm an adult. I still love watching the games. I'll never not watch the games. But like it should probably not just be. Here's my opinion. I know more than everybody else. Because like I think like you don't, and I don't either. And it's not an insult to say that. So like Ken's saying, price is extremely important. Still watch the games, obviously, but just want to add this to your betting arsenal if you want to become a better yeah. better one i would suggest i was just doing and, that and trying to find those nope. edges too like just think yeah just think about like think about being the person who like read about computers and was like oh, i wonder if we could use that to beat sports betting and being one of the first people to do that. like like somebody had that idea and nobody had had it before or very few people had had it and so you were able to do something that you know, basically uh, was able to win a lot of money because you thought of something before everyone else did. And the idea of like people who have that skill and that ability and trying to teach yourself that skill and that ability, like that's my favorite thing, trying to find those things. Um, we were in Vegas. I remember when I heard about the new basketball in the tournament, I had heard in the first round, I heard in the second round, like, hey, by the way, and like, I was really late. And so I missed out on like the cash cow that was unders in the first day of the NCAA tournament before people really like got it that this new basketball was a thing. And then once everybody figured it out, the totals all got bet down. Um, trying to find those things before other people that in that way, it is you versus other people. Like it's like content creator. It's like, oh, let's take down the books. It's us versus the books, whatever. It's like, nah, man, like, I, you know, me to the better, like, I'm trying to beat you to find this stuff. I'm trying to find it before you find it. And I'm trying to bet it before you think of it. Cause that's how I get the really good price and you get nothing. And like, that's what it is. <laughs> like it, it is zero sum sometimes in that way with these, you know, informational edges, you know, stuff that other people don't know. It is, it is player versus player in that situation. It's not player versus but, book. It is. But Ken, but I thought books. it was all of us. I thought it was all right. of us against the books, all of us teaming up right. to take down the sports book. That's, or, that's an opinion that says price doesn't matter. Right. Cause that's like, somebody gives out a bet and it gets bet and it gets bet and it gets bet. And then like the hundredth person goes in and bets at a way less. Way less and it's like, yeah, we're all in this together. Be like, nah, man, like 
they're they're in really good and you're you got the crap end here and like you're in you know whatever whatever the bet is and there's a million examples of that and and if you're new to the show you're new to us here and you're like man like this is like not how I expected this to be. It's like, yeah, like, this stuff's really interesting. No, yes. seriously. Sometimes like, we when don't talk know how about... going to be. <laughs> no, but like, but people are probably like, wow, like there's a lot that goes into this. This is what I thought, like sports, but I thought it was just like, hey, like here's my opinion. I know right. what's going to happen in the game. And like, you can win doing that, but it's just, I'm telling you, like to, again, to our newer listeners and viewers, the newer sports bettors, I have found, like I am like you, and I have found that the cat and mouse game that goes into when to place bets, why numbers move, when it when they move, is just as fun, if not more fun, than sitting down and watching the game that you have bet on and like rooting for your bet to win. It's it is exceptional, and we're entering the best time of year for it for me, which is the National Football League. I absolutely love it; it's the best. And um, and the other thing, and we we only have a couple minutes left, so just maybe like an, a a final thought on this. Like we've yeah, told no, stories save, on the show before. I could save before. the soccer bets. I could save soccer. Yeah, bets if that's okay. Later. We I mean we got totally we got time. <laughs> we got, yeah. we got, got a couple hours left of the show. We're doing preseason football for a while. Um. You know, we told stories on the show before. Uh, I can't. I don't think maybe you were on the show, Nick. Maybe you weren't. Maybe this was last week. Um, you know, uh, Josh Young gets hurt over the weekends, like uh, breaks his finger. An AL Rookie of the Year gets taken down, and you know, like I am hypersensitive in that moment to like, man, they had been pricing this market incorrectly. I think it is possible that they're going to make a really big mistake when they reopen it, and that other people will notice the same thing. So whenever the market opens, I need to be really ready to bet a lot. Like that was all prep work. Like going into a market opening, conceptualize something that should be work, should work, should have value. They did make a mistake. Uh, it's moved ninety five cents since it opened, and um, and so that was something that worked. But like thinking of those things, it also, and this is my last point, it also doesn't lend itself to like, to be honest, like finding those things and reporting them doesn't lend itself to like a four hour radio show or a podcast or a regular media thing or whatever. So like on this show, news happens 24 seven, like we're not going to hit a lot of those things during the show. We've had a couple examples, Jalen Hurts's injury, I think would be one of those where it's like something is happening while we are on the air and everyone's able to bet at the NFL draft, I guess would be another one, the number two overall pick, stuff like that. But a lot of times, okay, like I can't give you those things because they happened at one in the morning or 8.15 a.m. or whatever and we weren't on the air. But while we're not giving you those things or in the time between when we give you those things, we're at least kind of telling you like, hey, this happened earlier. And it was really interesting. So now you know what to look for or how to think about things the next time that you kind of like go into sports betting markets or think about betting stuff that I like to bet on season long bets awards, whatever. Like we may not be able to like give you the edges because they go away really fast or whatever. But if we tell you the stories about what we found and how we found it, then maybe you can kind of like do some of that same work yourself. And I know a lot of people have reached out with some of the season long bets that they've started to think the same way and they found this bet or whatever. And that's really cool to hear. So it's not always gonna be like this show gave me winners, but it might be like, Oh man, like they hit that. Like I should look for that next time. And then maybe you will. And sometimes this stuff's really hard to find. Like uh like Harry Kane at two fifty-nine PM Eastern today <laughs> before the first game of the season, being the second or third choice in the market to lead the Premier League in goals. He got sold to the Bundesliga in Germany today. He's literally not playing in the Premier League. He's the second or third choice. That's wrong. You don't have to know you're wrong. in the Premier League to know that. 